you don't have to have a lot of time necessarily, and you don't have to have a lot of resources either. If you make the task manageable, and if you just follow through day to day, week to week, and month to month, the longest journey starts with just one step. Welcome to the Marketing Boost Solutions Podcast. Join host Marco Torres, co-founder of MarketingBoost.com, along with expert guests as they deliver incredible proven solutions to your marketing challenges in each power-packed episode. Captain Marco has guided thousands of entrepreneurs, growing their sales and marketing through the use of value-add incentives. His Facebook groups are home to more than 84,000 entrepreneurs who are raking in sales with his advice. Get ready to be blown away with game-changing lessons for your business. Welcome to the Marketing Boost Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Marco Torres, and I've got a great guest today, a, uh, well, as he refers to himself sometimes, the unnoticed entrepreneur who's now been very well noticed. <laughs> uh, Jim James is with us today. He's lived his life uh, all throughout. Well, he's found himself sitting in meetings and hated that and didn't like the fixed salary and moved on to become an entrepreneur many years ago. Uh, moved out of the United States and lived as an expat throughout Europe, Africa, Asia. Uh, he built companies and services and products. He, as he refers to himself as a polymath, he has a wide range of experiences that can bring, uh, solve diverse problems. Uh, 30-year entrepreneur with an interesting life and a great podcast himself. Jim, say hello. Marco Torres, well, thank you. So, you know, I kind of feel like I wish I could live that life you've just described. You may, You make it sound... You make it sound glamorous, and uh, you know I feel like I've got the I've got the miles on on the clock here, and you make it sound like a kind of like a new running on the forecourt. So thank you, Marco, and oh, you know thanks welcome. for hosting me on your show because I've seen you've got amazing guests uh, on the show. So I'm really flattered to be included in that lineup. So thank you joining you here from the UK as I am. All right. Well, yeah. Well, thank you again for 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 taking the time to join us. And you know, I'm interested in some of you, in your story, your background. What made you decide to live 12 years? I believe you said you lived in Singapore and in China, or in China, you lived a number of years. Tell us a little bit about that, how that came about, and how you know what led you back to the UK. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. For that, and I'll keep it very short because the backstories are. No, not necessarily what people really want to hear about, you know, a stranger on the air, you know, with a funny accent. But uh, basically, uh, I sat in meetings at the age of 25, 26 and thought, this isn't going to be the way I spend the rest of my life. Went to Asia for some trade shows in the music technology industry, fell in love with, you know, Singapore, Tokyo, Hong Kong, and, and found that there wasn't anybody doing music tech PR in Asia. So I decided I would do it myself. Sold the house, quit the job, gave up the girlfriend, I think about in that order, uh, actually. And then I, I flew out to Singapore with my suitcases and found myself, you know, starting an agency. Um, it was a, a little bit rash, but it was, you know, the right way to go. And uh and I spent the next 11, 12 years in Singapore building a company called East West Public Relations, which I sold just last year. And then in 2006, I went to China to start the offices of the agency there and, and ended up spending 13 years in Beijing, where I had the agency, but also imported um, Morgan Sports Car, started the business doing that, 
became um, the founder of the British Business Awards in China. Also, as many of your listeners may know, uh, the EO Network, you know, the one started by Vern Harnish and Michael Dell. I started the Beijing chapter of that uh, with a good friend called Rich Robinson. So 2019, decided to bring the daughters who are, you know, half Chinese back to the UK um, to finish the secondary school. So sold everything in China, came back, and I'm starting again with the Unnoticed Entrepreneur Business, which is a podcast and books and masterminds and courses. It's fantastic. And I'm yeah, looking at one of the things that you really, I think we're going to talk most about today is how you took your podcast and converted it to, to books that are successfully, you know, selling very well. And, and let's also talk about, you know, I'd love to hear more about um, how you coach people on getting noticed, you know, uh, affordably with their business. But uh, take it any which way you want to go, Jim. I mean, the, your, your background in helping entrepreneurs, you've got a mastermind, uh, you know, that is, is powerful there where you bring people together. And so, yeah, let's, let's yeah, get well, let, master. Well, thanks, Marco. Yeah. And you give me really sort of a blank slate. It's almost the hardest thing of all to do, isn't it? I think um, maybe I first of all talk about the journey coming back to the UK, because living in China meant there was no Facebook. There was no LinkedIn. So at the age of, you know, uh, sort of 50-ish, I had to start again in the UK because the business I had in China importing cars had nothing to do with business in the UK. So I started with a Greenfield site and the Greenfield site was to reinvent myself and, and really have a new startup. And so the the learning that I that I'd like to share is, you know, when you start a new business, be curious. You know, so what I what I did was I started the podcast to create a platform for myself to interview people, to kind of get the lay of the land. Because you know, as an entrepreneur, we're we're only really as successful as the market, you know, and we have ideas, but if if they don't land, then they're of no value whatsoever. So. I used the podcast as my as my sounding board and really my excuse to go back in, well, actually to go into the market where I hadn't been for 25 years and ask what people needed and what people were doing. Huh. In, in Asia, I was promoting high-tech clients with my agency and then cars in, in China and some other things. But the market in, in Europe and America is in, entirely different. So I used the podcast as a platform and what I did was I asked every, every guest, and I've had over 300 guests now, Marco, and I think, in fact, you're kindly going to come on the show as well and talk about Marketing Boost as well, which I'm looking forward to a lot. I asked lots and lots of different kinds of people the same question to educate myself about how businesses in Europe and America were getting noticed, because I knew it'd be different to what was happening in Asia. As a result of staying to the same questions and I stuck to the same format of 20 minutes each time I started to then transcribe those into articles and I worked out that 20 minutes is about 1200 words and to have a book you need about 80,000 words so I just did the math and I said well if I have 50 guests I can have a book and so what I did was I used the podcast as a as a stepping stone to get the content, to get the knowledge. And then I self-published 
my first book, The Unnoticed Entrepreneur, Volume One. And it was a little, I got to say, it, it was probably a little bit ropey marker. You know, I did the design myself. I asked my daughters what they thought. I had a VA work with me on a platform called Dabble Writer, where we could collaborate on the document. But for less than $2,000, and in three months, I published my first book. Because, you know, as an entrepreneur, you know, you need to iterate, right? Get a minimum viable product out. And if no one's interested, then you know you should stop, right? But people liked it. So I did a second volume. Three months later, I produced the second 50 interviews as a second book. And here's where the learning comes in, really, was I started to get a process, Marco of the podcast production on a common format and a common question type and then into articles using people in the philippines and then into books and then i entered a british business book awards and the book was a finalist marco i was i mean you're raising your eyebrows and i can tell you i was definitely definitely raising my eyebrows i was like i literally wrote this in my garden shed because we were in lockdown we'd moved back from china so we couldn't move house and i was literally in the garden shed so there's kind of funny old videos of me you know with woolen hats and gloves on and a, a wireless router that i i used a, an unlocked sim card for in the in the garden shed which is wooden shed but putting those books together and entering into the awards and becoming a finalist was kind of the ticket to the next level, Marco, of getting noticed in Europe and America, because a company called Wiley approached me because I put it on LinkedIn that I had been a finalist and I put it on Facebook and I put it on Twitter. And I took pictures actually of the winners and I gave them my book and I held their book and celebrated their win. But of course, I'm surrounded by the winners, you know, it was great, right? right? So a little bit of chutzpah there. Uh, which Mason Harris, uh, who wrote a book called Hutzpah, uh, talks about. Um, but it was all free, you know, Marco. And, and this was the genesis, right? And this is how I launched the car business in China and how I launched my PR business in Southeast Asia was using some creativity and some content and, a, and sort of putting myself in positions where I could be in front of the camera with content and with good with good peers, good compatriots. And that generates its own momentum and its own interest. So, so now here we are with um, uh, now nearly sort of two years after launching the first book myself, Wiley's published the first book and now we're working on the second book. And actually they bought a series of three all under the unnoticed entrepreneur. And then that's given the credibility to the podcast, which wow. is now in the top 3% of shows worldwide with nearly 600, 700 episodes. So the, the reason for sharing this is in the last two years, I've done this. So just to share that, you know, you don't have to have a lot of time necessarily. Um, and you don't have to have a lot of resources either. You know, I really had a cheap mic and a, and a, a you know, a 20 pound a month uh, wireless SIM card to get started. So, I just want to share that because if anyone's listening and thinking, wow, you know, it seems to go from nothing to something is a big ask. It's possible if you, if you make the task manageable and uh, if you just follow through day to day, week to week, a month to month, and then 
as the Chinese say, you know, the, a long, the, the longest journey starts with just one step. Anyway, wow. so Marco, maybe thought that maybe a little bit of a, a story about how it can be done and also kind of where I'm at now. It's a fantastic story. And taking the, the idea of taking those stories from the podcast, converting to a book is, you know, genius, really. Uh, how, have you noticed others following suit with a similar idea? Well, it's funny, Marco, the, the answer is not so many. There are one or two, I think, doing it. But there's, there's a structural problem that I find when people talk to me about putting their podcast into a book. And may, maybe that's also just worth sharing as a learning because it seems the most obvious thing to do because you have this audio that now with ASI and automatic speech recognition technology, you should do a book. Shall I just share with you a couple of fundamental problems that I've noticed um, in, in, in why people can't do it unless they maybe change how they approach it? Would that be useful? Yes, please. Okay, so, so first of all, remember I mentioned that my shows are only 20 minutes. And the reason they're 20 minutes is because guests can stay focused for about that long. And... When it gets longer, what you find is that guests tend to drift. And so following the narrative becomes harder and harder when it comes to taking thoughts and making them into editorial, because we don't think in the same linear fashion as we write, right? So there's a discipline about writing that's absent when we're talking. So that's the first mistake, or not first mistake, but structurally you have to think about how long you want people to answer. The second is that many people that I've spoken to that have got a podcast, they have a general conversation, but they're not really addressing a key problem. And remember, I mentioned I asked the same questions same of different questions guests. Every time, right? Yeah. So what happens is I get recurring themes. Otherwise, what you end up is really kind of less, less a blanket and more of a patchwork quilt. And what we really want is all the threads of the conversation to be woven into one final editorial fabric. Message. One, one, one message that you can make a book out of, I guess. Exactly, exactly. So by understanding how you want to ask the questions, because the, the podcast isn't the end in itself, the book is, you can see that in 20 minutes, you're asking certain structured questions. You get a certain kind of content. You get it structured in a certain way. If you happen and to be watching this on YouTube, by the way, I'm sharing my screen right now to show you the unnoticed.cc is where you can find it. The unnoticed.cc, if you're going directly to his website or search for the un, unnoticed entrepreneur podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe host Jim James here, the unnoticed entrepreneur in the spotlight. Um, and all of his podcasts and articles and stuff are here, um, as well as the other site. Of, you can find more about Jim James at jimajames.com, jimajames.com. And uh, on here, you are promoting, you've got a, 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 um, a mastermind. Tell us a bit about your mastermind. And I understand you have some courses coming up that you're offering as well. Tell us a bit about those. Yeah, Marco, thank you. And thank you very much. And you know, uh, I'm not a web designer. So forgive me, the uh, the website's not perfect. Uh, I just sort of building that out now. I really work, 
worked about the um, the podcast first. Oh, can I just add one one last point? The third point about why people are, are struggling to make a podcast. Absolutely, uh, because the third point is that many people are having a podcast where they have a conversation, and and the host spends a lot of time talking and interrupting the guest. And so what happens is you have content that's very very hard because a lot of the questions are part of the narrative and so the self-discipline that i had to learn was to ask a question and then to shut up hmm. and it's only by doing that that it means that the editors at the other end and the and the technology can understand where the content is for the book so just to summarize you want to think about the duration of the interview the direction of the questioning and that you get out of the way of the guest. I so, can learn from all three of that. <laughs> great. So sorry, Mark, I just wanted to finish that off because if you don't do that third thing, you still end up with a bit of a dog's dinner. Um, so with the, with the masterminds. Before we go any further, let's take sorry. a moment to hear from our sponsor and we'll be right back guys. We're going to come back and talk about the mastermind and more from Jim James. We'll be right back. It's time to wow, surprise, and impress your clients with the most powerful customer draw card available anywhere. The Marketing Boost Solution Show is brought to you by Marketing Boost, where you can get valuable travel and restaurant incentives to drive your leads from prospects to paying customers. Now you can offer complimentary hotel stays in over 130 destinations worldwide. Go to marketingboostsolutions.com and try it for free right now. Thank you for listening to the Marketing Boost Solutions podcast. We're here with Jim James, the expert on finding uh, on public relations and how he built his businesses by finding affordable, if not free ways to get noticed. And we're talking about his podcast and how he turned his podcast into books. Uh, Jim, let's talk. We've wrapped up the last section of the call or, or the, the podcast talking about the three for, I guess the three steps that you got to take to put together a proper podcast, especially if the goal is to convert it to a book. Um, now let's uh, uh, turn into roll into a little bit about your mastermind and the courses that you offer. Yeah, thank you, Marco, as well. And, um, you know, so with the mastermind, as, as you know, having a peer group, a trusted peer group is really essential for any entrepreneur. And we've all most of us have tried to go alone for some parts of our career and then realized, you know, when, when ego gets overtaken by fatigue, you know, we realize that, you know, peer support is, is what we need. So I've started uh, masterminds here in the UK for business owners that are really interested in selling the business without the minute. So you know that one of the main problems for business owners is that they are often the value in the business. And what we really need to do as business owners is to understand how to separate the personal brand from the company brand. And if we don't do that, we're as locked into our companies as being an employee, actually, sometimes. So what I've managed to do on several occasions is to build a brand so that the brand generates leads and, and generates an interest in other people to buy the company without me being in it. So the masterminds are geared towards helping entrepreneurs to, if you like, do a bit of a Houdini to, you know, 
build the brand, get the brand to be self-sustaining, and then for them to get on and, and have their next business. So that's the masterminds. And then the courses, I'm really looking at different aspects. For example, how to make your interest into a podcast and into a book. If you're not so worried about trying to be the number one podcast in your category, but using it in order to generate position of authority and to have great conversations like we're having, but also to get really the ultimate, which is the book, because actually the book is often a great sign of authority and takes people on to, you know, speaking opportunities, TED Talks, and so on. So really mastermind for helping entrepreneurs to separate from their own brand, and then courses, which are more tactical, Marco, on the different stages of, of how they can build up different assets for their personal brand. Love it. Look forward to seeing more about those courses and uh, signing up for that. Where do we find that information? Is that, is that on your jimajames.com? Yeah, that's at jimajames.com, Marco. That's the, the easiest place. And on there, I've got you know connections to me and then uh, I have Linktree uh, connection on there as well. That's got everything else. Jimajames.com is perfect. Perfect. Uh, so Jim, tell give us more going back to the podcast. And for anyone who's starting a podcast, what other ideas uh, would you uh, direct someone to on how to get how to get noticed? As you say, what PR strategies are out there that you know, a, a starting podcast or an entrepreneur, whether they have a podcast or not, how they might uh, look for public relations opportunities? Marco, you know, it's a great question. And actually, uh, the truth is, it depends on where your business is at. So, you know, I've interviewed over 300 entrepreneurs now, business owners, but I've also run my own businesses, you know, on three continents for 30 years. And you know, different businesses reach different stages. And so different tactics are valuable at different stages. The central tenant of all of them, though, is content. So the first thing, really, the thing that everyone has to think about is content. For startups, and I've interviewed some people, for example, that have developed the world's first 3D food printing tech. Um, and where startups always need to go to is in the social proof. Getting, and the content comes from existing and potential customers who they can engage and enroll in the brand to, to share about it. Because that's the quickest, the cheapest, and gets amplification through trusted networks. So helping, helping those social networks using either you know, Trustpilot or Google Reviews or FIFO, getting people to use even their um, like video ask, for example, has got a, a tool where you can send a request for someone to give you a video testimonial. If, you, if you're familiar with video ask, which is a very cool yes. type form, Bonjuro does the same thing. So content and around social proof when you're starting is, is really a great place to start. And as, as companies mature and get to the sort of 10 to 15 people where the brand starts to be well-formed and where the founder isn't necessarily doing all the work, but there's a team, then really it's about getting more and more still content, but around how the product or service is serving those customers and then sharing that at scale. And at this stage, the company's networks, personal networks need to be 
um, reinforced with bigger networks. And that's really where media relations comes in. So when we're building a company, we've got our own social, network, social networks, and those are big enough to build the first maybe million in revenue. But when we go beyond that, we have to use media because the media basically have bigger networks. That's why you need you know, media channels, not, not necessarily social media, but media channels, media platforms. And then this is good old media relations, having great stories, creating assets that the media want. And there are some great tools out there. For example, there's one um, 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 called Journal Requests, for example, on Twitter, which you can find. Um, there's... Um, what was that one more time? Journal Requests? Journal Requests as well. Uh, and there are some bigger ones, for example, like Cision as well that do that. And then the perhaps the best known one is uh, in America is Harrow, Help a Reporter Out, which is actually a division of, of, of uh, Cision. And you could do hashtag Harrow, and Harrow also has a, um, 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 a Twitter feed. So on Twitter, you can find where journalists are actually posting out what they need. And you can subscribe to these for free. And then it's about having some assets. Of it. And when I say assets, I mean like a good headshot of the founder, um, having the logo available, having product pictures available. Because the reality is that media now needs more content than they can produce themselves. And so what they're really looking for is assets, stories, pictures, someone to speak to a topic that they can access quickly to put into the stream of content that they're sending out. So as the company grows and matures, what it needs to do is slightly different, but it's still based around content, initially around your own, your own networks, and then expanding the networks by using some of these tools. Another one is called Press Hunt, for example, uh, that you can use. So, you know, obviously it's a huge industry, but th those would be to get you to sort of the two to five million in revenue from a sort of an awareness perspective. There, there are a few others. If I've got more time, I can add in a couple of others for you. Sure, yeah, we are going to been on about 25 minutes, so we can keep going, yeah. Okay, so I think a couple of things to think about. One is the founder brand, the, the brand of the, of the founder. And so what the founder can start to do is to build up their own profile. For example, public speaking, TEDx is, you know, the, the, if you like, the, the younger brother of the TED Talks. There are TEDx events happening all over the world and in cities. And if you've got a, a product or a service, which is in some way making a contribution, let's say you've got a sustainability product or service, TED Talks and TEDx is a great platform because you want that content and that thought leadership. Another one is through partnerships. And, you know, as you do yourself with Marketing Boost, I can see you do amazing partnerships and events and affiliate marketing. And one of the un unexplored opportunities for many entrepreneurs is affiliate marketplaces, Marco, because many people that have got products and services, they can put them on, for example, there's one called CJ com, which is the it's Commission Junction is actually what it stands for. Mm -hmm. And actually, you can put your products on these 
in effect, in effect, reseller platforms. So I see on there, there's software, there's hotels. So there's a whole world of places now where you can build out in exchange for a commission, getting your brand uh, put out there. Um, another big area that people don't think about so much is backlinks. So if you have content on your website, what you really want to do is to think about how the website can move up in the, in the rankings. And it does that through authority and it gets those authorities through backlinks. And I've just interviewed the founder of a company called Respona and Respona has a, a, an automated backlinks search feature, which is very interesting and actually about the only one I've seen. So that basically helps you to find other websites that might like your content and might share links with your website. So a big part of my sort of interest, Mark, is there are lots of tools out there now that are free to use or have freemium versions that entrepreneurs of any size can use and can compete with big companies. And, you know, so content creation, content amplification, content syndication. There are all these amazing tools, but over 8,000 actually MarTech tools, which are available for entrepreneurs like us to use. Um, and so there's a great website by a guy called um, uh, Scott um, Brinker, who's the VP of HubSpot. And uh, it's called the MarTech Landscape. And I can share with you a link. And, and Scott's been on my podcast actually as well. And, and, and so you can catalog and find all these different tools that are available for you. So I think the overall story is that it's still about content because you need to tell your story. But there are some established channels, but there are some also some new channels that in the past were not available to smaller companies but which are now because of these new platforms and these new tools. Wow, we're gonna, I took a boatload of notes here and we'll see if we can have as much of this as available in the links below, guys. If you like the content of this show, please like, subscribe and share. Uh, I'm gonna quickly go back to sharing the screen. If you're watching this on YouTube, I wanna go back to showing uh, jimajames.com to find more information here about about uh, about James and his master mastermind and his courses that he's launching soon. Uh, also, don't forget to look for search for the Unnoticed Entrepreneur podcast, and um, there you'll find Jim interviewing those three hundred or more guests that he has and the book that he has available as well. From that great story, great success story, inspiring Jim. Thank you very much for all of that. Um, you know, I'm going to have to, uh, I'm very inspired by your story and looking for ways to improve my own personal brand, my company brand, uh, seeing what I could do in the future to enhance my own shows as far as uh, uh, having the content for a book. Wow. A lot to take away from the show. I appreciate it very, very much, James. Before we go away, I'm going to take another break from our other sponsor, Automation Booster, and we'll be right back to wrap this up. 
Is your business on autopilot yet? Do you have automation in place to capture, nurture, and convert prospects into clients via email, SMS, ringless voicemails, appointment setting? Get all the inbound and outbound marketing tools in one place. Go to marketingboostsolutions.com for more on automating your business so you can make money while you sleep. So you heard from Automation Booster. Welcome back to the Marketing Boost Solutions podcast. Uh, guys, if you're not automating your business, you are not uh, you're not on track to be moving as fast as you could be with products like Marketing Boost and Automation Booster. We're here talking with Jim James, the expert on public relations, finding free or very affordable ways to get your story out to tell. Uh, uh, wow, that was just incredible. Some of the takeaways there, you know, obviously affiliate marketing and places like uh, commissionjunction.com if your product qualifies for that. And then, of course, looking into uh, uh, the media. I love this idea of a press hunt and help a reporter out and uh, uh, the journal requests and all kinds of other stuff there. To wrap it up, Jesse, you've got your beautiful cat there with you. Uh, yeah, he was determined. He was pouring the screen <laughs> for anyone that is listening. I've got my kitten. He's just three months old. And uh, he was fascinated to see Marco. He was pouring the screen. So he's like, I, had I, need to... a, I need attention here. You're talking yeah. to who are you talking to on that screen? <laughs> yeah, but I'm here. How come you're ignoring me? So sorry, Marco. Yeah. Interruption to schedule programming there. No, no worries. So you know what? One of the things I always like to what questions I often ask is Jim, especially he had a background in the music industry. What is your favorite uh, realm of music? And what in what? Uh, tell me more about just to wrap up, just a little bit more about your your personal brand. What was your technology as you were doing there in the music business early on? Yeah, well, thanks for asking. Yeah, so back in the early '90s, uh, Marco, you'll remember that when things were analog. Um, we used to have to use tape and I worked to the BBC, you know, producing a radio show. And um, then digitalization happened in the music industry uh, in the early 90s. And so we were putting in the world's first digital audio workstations and the world's first mixing desks from a company called AMS Neve. So this was the beginnings of the digitalization. So before Max could do it, dedicated hardware was doing audio and video editing and uh, and play out and, and that was what I was doing the PR for and installing that equipment in studios in Singapore and Seoul and Tokyo and Hong Kong and places like that wow so that was kind of fun yeah I'll bet and doing all that in English or did you learn to speak multiple languages as well I did it in English I did speak some Chinese so I learned some Chinese when I went to to Beijing wow uh, so that was another, you know, a different, a different kind of story. But, uh, but yeah, so that was that was part of the journey uh, that took me, you know, took me to Asia in the first place. I'll bet, I bet that was crazy. I lived eight months in the Philippines and got a chance to bounce around a little bit of Asia, and absolutely loved it. But it was easy in the Philippines because everybody mostly speaks English there. I couldn't imagine doing uh, trying to learn Mandarin or Chinese. <laughs> that must have been difficult. Well, again, thank you very much, Jim, for joining us today on the Marketing Boost Solutions podcast. Folks, please share, like, and subscribe and tell others about the Marketing Boost Solutions podcast. And if you haven't already, go check out marketingboostsolutions.com and uh, find out about the different services we offer to support your business growth. 
Uh, thanks again. Stay thirsty, my friends. Stay thirsty for knowledge. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to another episode of Marketing Boost Solutions Podcast with your hosts, Captain Marco Torres. Now it's on you. Take the next step now. Go to marketingboostsolutions.com for more on how you can wow, delight, and surprise your clients with the most amazing draw card on the planet. So stay thirsty, my friends. Stay thirsty for knowledge. See you next time.